Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR-15 Podcast. This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you if you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years. There is something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level. Welcome to another episode of the uh, AR-15 Podcast. I'm here with uh, JD, and we have been to the NRA annual meeting. We've had a chance to decompress, unwind. It's uh, it's been what a week. We've uh, yeah, had just an opportunity. Over a week. Yeah, we, just over a week. We collected our thoughts. We've uh, been doing some talking amongst ourselves, and so we want to just kind of uh, lay out for you some of our thoughts about this uh, this year's NRA annual meeting. So uh, before we get into the meat of our podcast tonight. JD, why don't you talk to the folks about how they can support the show? Uh, thank you guys for supporting at ar-15podcast.com. You can sign up for our Patreon there. Uh, several of you guys supporting, and uh, you guys made the NRA show possible and uh, getting there and making uh, the connections that we did. Um, so we appreciate your support and uh, helping us keep this uh, show going. Um, you can check out uh, the different levels to give at ar-15podcast.com. Um we got some, uh, not some flack, but we talked to, we sat with David from New Frontier Armory. We've had that 45 pistol on the site to give away, um, since the beginning of the year and it's just kind of been there and, uh, you guys are still signing up for it. And so, um, we were going to give it away like during NRA, but then we got back and, and life takes place. So we're going to run it till the end of the month, June 1st. We'll cut it off on the 31st and then we'll draw on, on June 1st and contact the winner. So still time to get involved with that. And, uh, if you are joining us for the first time, we have hooked up uh, with a sponsorship from Nevada shooters, um, right in my backyard. So appreciate all the guys there, uh, that follow us. So, uh, giving them a chance to sign up too. So if you haven't signed up yet for that, uh, new frontier armory, 45 pistol caliber, uh, check it out, uh, ar-15podcast.com and, uh, I'm trying to think what else there. Ivan was going to call, called me yesterday about building that nine millimeter out and uh, a couple other things that they've, got. <gasps> uh, it was fun sitting with, uh, David and the crazy thing is, is the guy is super busy. So I, I haven't seen him like face to face in probably nine, 10 months. And then we get to sit at NRA at the same table for like four hours while we're at the TGC panel. So, uh, it was cool catching up with him. So check out newfrontierarmory.com. Uh, whether you're in Las Vegas or around the country, uh, the guys there, Frank, Nick, McLovin, Ivan, uh, they can all hook you up. So, uh, check them out. Newfrontierarmory.com. Um, that's about it with the house cleaning, I think. All right. Well, what have you been up to this week, uh, JD? In uh, terms of your firearms addiction stuff. Um, get ready to, I picked up on Monday. Was it Monday? Oh, this was last week. Um, my P365. Um, so excited to get out and shoot that this weekend. Last weekend was Mother's Day weekend. So apparently, you know, I didn't want to get too far in the doghouse. So uh-huh. we didn't do any firearms related stuff. So I'm looking forward to shooting that this weekend. Um, that's about it. That and getting the itch to actually like get into the gun room and get stuff put together. I've been traveling a lot lately. So it's been hard to, uh, carve out any time to do anything firearms related or even podcast related. So, uh, trying to get back in the saddle a little bit well you know i got my p365 not too long before you came into town i was uh using the uh the holster that i got from um was it is that black point i think that's the name i think so you know it 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 doesn't work well for me so i went out and I found a company, and I think they're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's called Tolster, T-U-L-S-T-E-R, and they have a great um, inside the waistband holster for the 365, and I've been carrying that for I think three weeks now, and it's 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 just it, it's it's right up my alley. I really enjoy it, but um, you know, trying to get some builds finished, I had to get a. Uh, a new gas block for a, uh, Creedmoor barrel I have that has, uh, a, um, what is it, uh, 0.875, um, diameter gas block area. I forget what the machinists call that. I, I've been hanging out with all these barrel makers and they've been using that word and 
you know, of course, right in the moment that I wanted to impress everybody and use it, I've, I've had it totally escape me. I guess that's the part of getting old. Um, anyway, so, I mean, I think that's it. Just finishing up a couple of builds, trying to get my, uh, I don't know, uh, the habitual component of carrying a new pistol, uh, down so that it becomes part of my day to day. And so I think I'm there. I think I'm where I want to be. And that's about it. I, I will say that I have seen the promised land of Reed's house, um, regarding firearms. And man, I want to be like Reed when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got three rifles and a old rickety pistol and JD wants to emulate me now. Well, the crazy thing is, is that the, out of three of those rifles, two of them are high points. <laughs> it's like, it's like, man, and he's got the cash money Cerakote job on it. So it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. The other one's like, uh, God save Texas or something. It's, it's kind of crazy. No, I will have um, to admit, I, uh, I caught the bug about that, uh, 10 gauge that we, uh, heard about from, uh, Mark over there at, uh, uh, Mad Dog Weapon Systems, and so I uh, I chased it down. I have one of those ten gauges with the eighteen and a half inch barrel, and uh, I haven't shot it because you know that ten gauge kind of scares the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty intimidating round, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I uh, I picked that up like you showed it to me, and I picked it up, and it is just. I can see like walking down the street. What was the Michael Douglas movie back in the eighties where he has a bad day? And he like goes across town oh, and he's yeah, just on yeah. the spree. I could see Michael Douglas carrying one of those bad boys and just like walking through, letting it off, reloading it very <laughs> calmly. Uh, it is, it is definitely, I've been looking for one since I got back and, um, actually I think I got on the plane, uh, and then started looking for one, um, on the way back, but it was pretty cool. And, um, Casa Della Reed was awesome. Uh, family, very inviting, amazing kiddos and uh, lovely wife. And uh, it was all the things you hear about uh, good home, good down home Texas people uh, there at Reed's house. So uh, uh, thank you for opening your doors to me and uh, letting me snore and stumble up your stairs. Absolutely. The good thing about having the, the bedroom upstairs is you were only bothering the children and they'll get over <laughs> it. Well, so I guess it's time that we uh, talk about the the big happening, the annual meeting. Um, uh, let's just take it from the top. Do you have, I don't know, a an umbrella thought, an overarching thought about the NRA meeting in general? Um, it was good to see friends uh, in the industry that we we built relationships with. Um, it was good to meet listeners. Um, it was good to meet, uh, fellow broadcasters in other, uh, gun related media. Um, other than that, I gotta, I gotta tell you, it was kind of, it was pretty underwhelming to me. Like, uh, the company we had was pretty good. Um, we hung out with some new friends, old friends. Uh, the TGC panel for me was kind of the highlight. You know, I enjoyed, uh, hanging out there and, uh, winning that optic. Um, Reed, what did you win at the TGC panel? Yeah, I won nothing. <laughs> I swear, I swear, every time that I go to one of these meetings, everybody I know from the network <laughs> wins something. I mean, all around me, left and right, people are just raking it in. Me, nothing. I mean, I think the last thing I won was a putter in a golf tournament probably 20 years ago and i'm telling you this is a crappy putter it was made in china i mean it it was probably a three dollar door prize um and i think i won it because i had the lowest score uh of the entire tournament which you know well not technically the lowest i mean the highest i mean i had the most strokes i had the worst score the worst score of the entire tournament which is kind of par for the course for what i call my game of golf but that, that was the last time I actually won something, JD. And you, on the other hand, when like some tricked out, uh, titanium, uh, glow in the dark, solar optic. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, there is just no justice in the world. <laughs> um, what about, oh, I mean, what about your thoughts? Did you see anything ground shaking? I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, th I think the NRA show is always just a place 
Uh, it's, it's a consumer show. It's an opportunity for members of the NRA to come and see things that you and I go and see at shot. And I don't think there are many times that they come out at the NRA meeting with something new. I mean, there are some things, little things like, um, uh, you know, B&T came out with, uh, that, uh, pistol with the folding stock that the, uh, new, uh, uh, is it a Trigicon, um, or an aim point? It's the new aim point, um, slide mounted optic with that they're not selling anywhere, but with the B&T pistol. Well, they came out with a, uh, polymer lower for the 320 that B&T made. So it has the folding stock. It has, you know, all of the, the dimensions to fit the, um, 320, uh, slide and exchange and, uh, trigger pack and all that. So I thought that was kind of neat, but I mean, that's not groundbreaking. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's, it's very nuanced. You know, I think probably what I did notice on a bigger scale was this, I think it was an attempt to appease the masses at the NRA, the, the members, you know, uh, Pence, uh, Vice President Pence showed up and, uh, President Trump showed up. Uh, they, they spoke at the rally and I don't think very much of that was done for any purpose other than to kind of stroke the members and make them feel like, you know, the, the game isn't rigged against them. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what the future holds because honestly, uh, I, I don't know what they're doing or what it is they think they're doing. I think a lot of the people that are trying to make changes in the, in our, in the NRA are finding, uh, some significant pushback in terms of those who hold the reins of power. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, the NRA isn't currently structured in a way where it is accountable to its members in a real and meaningful way. Um, but, you know, they still are one of the loud voices, and I do think that they do some good for us. Uh, of course, you know, you can't always get what you want, so you have to take what you get, right? Absolutely. So you didn't have lunch with Dean Kane and Tom Selleck like I did on Saturday? No, no, unfortunately I didn't. I wasn't I was invited like, to the power lunch. I was like, Superman, Magnum, help me out here. We got to get some stuff done. I want to be able to take my Sega to the NRA shotgun class. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, a couple other highlights were, uh, Reed would not be denied cake at, uh, oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> at the We Like Shooting events. Um, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, if you show up with cake, I'm there. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you, the highlight was the food uh, for me. Um, the places <laughs> that we went that were just pretty awesome food-wise. Um, Whataburger. Um, I don't – I forget the Mexican. The Herrera's. Herrera's. And then um, what was the place we went Friday night? That would be Papado's. Papado's. Yeah, the food was amazing. Um by Sunday, Reed and I were so tired, we looked at each other and was like, I'm just, just drop me off at the airport four hours early. I'm going to take a nap. And, uh, ended up taking a nap in the terminal and, uh, tried to get an earlier flight home, but every flight was delayed, um, except for my flight. So, uh, I was able to get back home on time, but, um, the Ginger Man, we went to the Ginger Man on Saturday night. Yeah. That's a great um, local establishment. And, uh, we went with, uh, Kenny Ortega, who does, uh, the orchestration of This Week in Guns. And Melissa was with us. And, uh, we had a great time Saturday night. And, you know what? I think for me, it was more about hanging out with Reed than actually doing anything at NRA. I mean, it was, it was fun to see people. Um, the Arrow team, uh, Rocky, Clint, and Pat up there at Zero Delta. Um, Brown Owls. We stopped Brown by the Otis booth. We stopped at the Otis booth. We ran into Frank several times. Um, Joaquin at uh, Odin Works. Uh, the guys at uh, NG2 Defense. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Facts and Firearms, we saw them. Ryan Cross. Ryan Cross. We did see Ryan Gr- Cross. Jason Kearns over there at uh, Grey Ghost. Grey Ghost. Um, yeah, man, other than that. John Richardson. Yeah, we ran into John on, on Sunday as we were wrapping up. You um, know, we, we did some slumming and and and, you know, Kind of saddled up to the We Like Shooting guys so we could have some of their cake. You know what? They were, it was, 
It was fun. I mean, uh, cake is always fun. Well, t- dude, don't get in Reed's way when there's free cake. <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, I don't know about all that. That's. Uh, <laughs> I saw a different side of Reed. As like, I imagine that if somebody takes his iron sights away, it's a lot like if you get in his way, getting cake. You know, um, that's probably true. But uh, it was a it was a good time. The TGC panel probably was uh, the highlight for me. Um, hanging out with David from New Frontier Armory, Reed. Uh, a couple local guys from Nevada. It's funny, fly twelve hundred miles away and hang out with guys from Nevada, right? Um, right. And uh, watch the the panel do their thing. Uh, different guys, and uh, you know, John pulled a you know a big rabbit out of his hat to put it all on and uh, uh, make it happen. Um, and there, like some of the posts blowback. Reed and I went back and forth with a guy in the TGC Nation that he was uh, talking about having to disarm to go into the venue. Well. Um, at the last minute, um, like they were patting people down and wouldn't allow carry into it because of alcohol and we could go into regulations and stuff, but it was just, is what it is. And so John's like walking the line telling everybody just found out you're not allowed to bring it in. And man, some people were so butthurt, like so upset about it. It was like, you know, the year before, you know, the NRA had kind of sanctioned the event this year, not even close. And so finding an event in Dallas for that many people on Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Um, John did a pretty amazing job putting it on together and it, we really enjoyed it to the like two or three people that are like dying on the hill of I'll never disarm. You know, we missed you. It probably would have been 10 times greater if you'd have walked through the door, but you know, unfortunately, well, we have to live with the what ifs. <laughs> well, and, and you know, in all fairness, you know, John isn't familiar with Texas law and why should he be? He isn't a resident. Um, he asked a pretty straightforward question of the facility who misunderstood what he was trying to, what information he was seeking. They gave an answer and it really didn't comport to, uh, the question. And, and what it is is that in the state of Texas, if an establishment generates more than 51% of its revenue from liquor sales. You can't carry a, a firearm in there, concealed or not. And it's because it's a bar. And, you know, people can be all the butthurt they want, but, you know, I'm pretty sure Dodge and and Tombstone and some of those other great West towns uh, had those no pistols and town signs because of the very same thing. People get stupid when they're drunk. Anyway, uh, all it is is uh, a sign that says that you're not allowed to walk into that establishment with a with a firearm, and that's just all there is to it. So uh, it's not that they're anti-gun; it's that they sell liquor, and that's how they sell liquor by following the law. So, oh well, I'm sure all those people that were upset about it will get over it. You know, in the um, meantime, the, t- the TGC panel was good. Um, we ended up staying for all four hours. Um, I learned what closing time meant in Texas. Apparently that's not like this mythical thing that people talk about. Cause here in this great state of Nevada, um, we know no closing time or last round or any of those shenanigans. It's, it's called last call. Last call. See, I don't even know what it is because in Vegas, there's never a last call. It's always like last call for alcohol. Perpetually spinning. Yeah, um, the, the well never runs dry in Las Vegas. No, it, it doesn't. Um, other than that, I can't really think of anything else that really struck out. Um, the things that piqued our interest at shot piqued our interest there. Um, IWI know, says the 12 gauge that they have yeah, isn't coming yeah. out in April. It's coming out in August. It's moving back a little bit further. Um, it's kind of a bummer, but you know, I guess I'll wait. Um, other than that, I didn't see anything real groundbreaking. Meeting the people was the yeah. best, like hanging out, uh, listeners that would come up and, uh, see us. I guess my beard's more identifiable than I thought. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, um, cause that's how we got noticed a lot of the time. What do you mean we? Uh, that was you. Yeah. Well, this is, Re- this is my friend Reed. This is my friend Reed. Uh, it's, others are like, well, Reed you know, you know what the problem is? You know, you go on and on about how old I am. People expect to see some, you know, doddering old man with a, you know, crooked back and a cane and, and they see me and they just kind of look past me because they don't see Reed. 
We did get we did get some reports that there was an old man being harassed on a scooter with an oxygen tank that everybody was calling Reed, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the first NRA meeting you've ever been to, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And so uh, I had the privilege of pointing out the 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 emphysema constituency of the NRA crowd, um, and those are the guys that have the oxygen tanks and you know uh, drive around in their little scooters. So, um, I think it's a, a pretty strong constituency within the NRA, but you know, they're short lived. Um, what else do we see? Can we, can we poke fun at people? Cause we poke fun at the milk carts at shot show, right? And the swag. When, when do we ever hold back on poking okay. fun at people? Okay. I own, I own all, like I own shirts from grunt style, nine lines, all that stuff. Like I have that stuff, uh, 1776, all that stuff. But like you, if you would have, if you would have taken a shot of your liquor of choice, if you would have even taken a shot of O'Doul's, you would have been hammered by every time you saw a grunt style shirt or I'm going to say grunt style because they were every, like this same shirt. I saw whiskey helps like 10,000 times over the weekend. <laughs> I, I was like. Everywhere I looked, it was like all, all these different things. Like the people in normal clothes, like they stood out because, you know, you're surrounded by all these Second Amendment shirts and everything all like that. So I just found it kind of funny that like you come to a gun show, quote unquote, wear gun clothes, wear a gun. I mean, like everything. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, that's the choir. JD, meet the choir. Choir, meet JD. These are the people that are firmly on our side in all matters, um, Second Amendment. And <laughs> and they wear the uniform, and they wear it proudly. And it is uh, rather similar, no matter who you speak to. It's, it's, it's the, there's a pattern to the uniform that is transcendent. So. Tell me, I, tell me I have to be nice. No. Go ahead. Be nice. You don't have to okay. be nice. Okay, here's here's the thing I found kind of hilarious, and I I poke fun also knowing of where I've come from. I'm down 130 something pounds, and uh, I've worked hard to get there. But I I used to be that guy, and I still view myself as the guy who needs to lose weight. But I find it hilarious and kind of like I kind of chuckle to myself when I see the T-shirt "Take it from my cold dead hands," and like you're on oxygen on a scooter plus side of 500 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, it's not much effort. I <laughs> need you know, between the bacon grease and the chicken fat, it's going to be pretty damn easy to pull that gun out of your hands. Dead or not. I mean, I'm like, oh, so, uh, I know it's horribly wrong of me. And, uh, but it's just, it was so cliche. Like every, like overalls, mullets, all that stuff. Like I was going to Texas expecting to see big hats, big hair, you know, all that stuff. Nope. Well, Mullets. I just want to point out that Arkansas and Louisiana are not that far away. I have no idea what that means. That means that's where those people are from. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. So you don't claim those people? I live in a city where when I tell them I was born here, I see gasps and slack jaws because people don't actually get to meet other people from Dallas. <laughs> They're all they're all transplants, JD. So I kind of know what that's like here in Las Vegas. So. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not a li- like I've been here for 15 and a half years, but I think that's considered residency and statehood and all that stuff. Be last this long in this city, but um, I don't I don't think anything else from NRA really came up. Um, I think next time, like uh, we we talked about going to Indianapolis. Yes. Yes. Um, so that I mean maybe that'll be different. Or maybe we'll walk in, look around for a little bit, and then decide to go do something else. Um, yeah, I don't. There was nothing really groundbreaking. You see, um, I'm I'm determined to show up to an NRA, buy a raffle ticket, and win something. By God, so that's why we're going. That's why we're going. That's why we're going. Okay. In any case, um, the elephant in the room. Yeah, you know, there is a there's an elephant in the room. We haven't talked about it. Um, you know, Adam Kraut made a. Uh, passionate play for a seat on the board. Um, it did not, um, go his way in the general election. And so he, um, uh, he went for the, what is it, the 76th seat? Yeah. 
Um, he made a play for that. Um, and he was, he was unsuccessful by just the slimmest of margins. The, uh, the successful candidate, I think, had, he, he brought a pretty strong contingency from California. Uh, I think, I think Adam lost by what, 70 votes? Yeah. And the man that beat him, uh, had a strong contingency from California. He was, a, he was from there. He brought his voting block. Um, so, I mean, it's unfortunate that, you're, you're, you're beat in that manner because if, if Adam could have flown in all these people or if he had a, a constituency that would have followed him to the NRA show, I'm sure Adam would be sitting there on the, the board. But, um, you know, I guess that's the difficulty with, you know, trying to, trying to buck a system, trying to, to go up against the system, which you see is, flawed and faulty and not working but the system is the system and for those that know how to work it it's probably easier than those who are trying to change it but you know i think he made a valiant try i'd like to see him try again because i i think that that he is he is making serious progress towards his goal but certainly i think one element of his journey is about getting the word out and you know, once again, you know, if he's going to preach to the choir, the choir's already there. You know, he needs to um, find inroads with a, a crowd that you know he's more likely to call grandpa than, um, you know, to call friend. And so, I, I don't know how you cross those generational boundaries. You know, at the same time, I think that there's, I don't know, I've always faced it when I was dealing with our clients. Um, you know, they want to see the silverback. They want to see the guy with the gray hair at the temples. They want to see the one they think has all the wisdom. And that's not necessarily the person they need to see, nor is it necessarily the person that has all the wisdom. But that's perception. And and Adam is, relatively speaking, pretty young. And so I don't know how he kind of crosses the the boundary there and, and appeals to a, a, a very old voting block. I mean, he might just have to wait, you know, 10 more years and they'll all be gone. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, that's a, that's a hard struggle when you see something that you want to change. So what are your thoughts, JD? Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's like you said, it's trying to find a way to reach out and branch out to other people. I mean, there's a secure young, um, block of voters that are, uh, supporting Adam and, I like what Adam's doing. Um, I think to make inroads with other voters is going to have to be something that um, has happened because I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people are actually paying attention or really care. Because I mean, for every like we talked to, we met um, the AR15 podcast's biggest hater, uh, Tim, and uh, he was he was shorter than I thought. I thought for a guy that talks that much <laughs> smack. He would have been like a little taller, but no, he's, he's a little fella. Like, uh, came up to my hip. Um, like he came up and he's like, Hey guys, I'm Tim. And I was like, Oh man, I always pictured you a little bit tall with all the smack you talk. But anyway, uh, he brought a friend with him. Um, and Tim's part of the Appleseed project. And I think we're going to talk about Appleseed in the future and uh, focus on that organization. Tim may be a pain in the butt, but, uh, that organization is pretty awesome. Um, so, uh, his friend was like, I'm, you know, I'm not here for the black rifles or, or whatever that. And, uh, we got several comments like that when we talk to people, like not, um, you know, we're here for this or we're here for hunting or we're here for whatever. And, and so I think they're still in education. What would you say there? I've seen stats. There's like 15 million ARs out on the market or something like that. Um, I know it's, it's smaller than that. Smaller than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I mean, did you add my lower numbers into it? Because I know those aren't complete rifles, but oh, they still count. Oh, no, no, I did. I did. Okay. So there's like 15,089. <laughs> um, but we, you know, we, there's a lot of disconnect between that, our rifle platform and, and what other people are seeing. So I think education on that and, uh, even hearing the, the terminology that's used in common conversation around the floor listening was like, oh, man. I mean, well, like the things we, the things that we like, you know, bust each other's butts for, um, people are, are saying out in the open when they're picking up an AR at, uh, at, you know, H and K or something like that and looking at it and, or at SIG and they're like, well, 
the clip holds what and all and it's just the educate i think the education on the uh ar platform is still out there to be uh spread to the masses so oh speak. yeah um i did want to i did want to go to the uh Alyssa milano no nra uh hangout that was just down the street from us but was it um, was it there could we have, was she there yes she was there i told I mean, you she was there no, you told me that the mothers against um, whatever it is, the the angry mothers group was there. Yeah, they were there. But I mean, if Alyssa Milano was there, I'd have gotten an autograph. I mean, I, I probably would have had her. She had armed security around her, dude. There's no way you're getting there. Plus, I would have yelled from like the like from the grassy knoll. <clears throat> He's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were there. We saw a couple of protesters. Uh, the big like mobile billboards. Picture of a kid killed by a thirty-eight. Picture of a kid killed by a forty. Picture of a kid killed by a nine millimeter. Picture of a kid killed by an AK forty-seven. Like they couldn't like put like everything was like caliber, but for the AK forty-seven, they decided not to go with seven point six two by thirty-nine. You know, it. I think it, it. It's just that they don't know how to actually speak in terms of what it is. There, they they don't understand the firearms they despise so much. You know, honestly, I think that we would have been smart if we had just tried to steer their ignorance to a more ignorant place. You know, ban clips. Yeah, all right, you can ban my stripper clips all day long. <laughs> but no, you know, when you start educating them and getting them up to speed, then they start zeroing in on our targets. Maybe we still have a chance, though, because they are a bunch of ignorant SOBs. The opinions that read gives are of the AR-15 podcast and can be <laughs> held us liable. Held, held against us. Yeah, held against us in the court of law. Um, you could sue us for, like, access to our Facebook page. I think that's our only asset. Um, and even that, I don't even know how you qualify that. Um, so that's that's everything on the NRA. Let's uh, run through some listener questions real quick, and uh, we'll wrap up this edition um, of the show and get back to, uh, I think we got Vortex coming up soon, don't we? We do, we do. We've got them on the schedule. Okay. Uh, Craig writes in, any chance of getting Strike Industries on the show? Craig, I have their uh, info, and we are going to be reaching haven't, out soon. Haven't we tried already? Aren't they like a notoriously difficult? I think they're pretty busy. I thought we've tried before. Um, yeah, we but we had a good conversation with them back in January. Okay. It was pretty hard, and I think it's uh, pretty good. Um, James, I don't know what this bill is. I'll click on it real quick for you and try to figure it out. Congress bill, um, it is the SAGA Act, um, ooh. uh, limitation of authority of states and cut mm, to regulate it, conduct and regulations to shotguns or rifles. May not, uh, a state or political subdivision of a state may not impose any regulation, prohibition, or registration or licensing with respect to design, manufacture, importation, sale, transfer. Possession marketing of a rifle. Mm. I mean, if I knew a lawyer to read this, I'd possibly get him to read this, and this may be something that we can cover uh, in another show. <laughs> you mean I find you it, knew a lawyer, you jackwagon? Well, you, I'm talking about, but I don't want to dive into this uh, right now without you looking into it in the future. Right. Uh, it's from Rep. Crip, Chris Collins, a Republican out of New York, uh, introduced back in July of last year. Um, the last action on it was September of last year, so I'm not sure this is actually going anywhere or doing anything. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at it for you and we'll make that happen. Um, none of these are going to be edited, so I'm just going to read them. Uh, Christopher wants to know, why are all the gifts I get from the NRA cheap Chinese crap? Reed, I'll let you take that one. That's because they're spending your money elsewhere. They have salaries to pay, and uh, they're trying to hire lobbyists to go into uh, D.C. and shift the winds. Uh, I'm sure there are a number of other reasons they need to spend that money and not put it into uh, uh, quality swag. But, I mean, seriously, if you sign up to you know be a member of the NRA for the swag, i got to tell you, your money's poorly spent. If you want good swag and you want to become part of an organization – do one of these like a like a battle box or a you know one of those box things and have them send you a box of swag every month. It's a much more direct and much more tangible return on your investment. Um, up next, <laughs> what is the airspeed of an unladen swallow? 
Um, I think it's 27 feet per minute. Okay. Uh, Mark writes in, when did Reed stop eating M&M's? Technically, I haven't stopped eating M&M's. I'm just better at muting the microphone, so you can't tell. You sorry SOBs. Quit um, harassing me about the damned M&M's. I do, I do know that Reed eats Twinkies at 2.30 in the morning. Is it Twinkie? It was Twinkies. Yeah, but that's a drunk thing. <laughs> uh, Jody wrote in, uh, is Reed going to start doing any competitive shooting? You know, I am. You know, honestly, here's the thing. I've got little ones and, you know, uh, the idea of spending the weekend away from home without my little ones is really kind of hard for me to, to justify. And certainly when my little ones become old enough to, um, go with me, um, I'm sure my wife would really appreciate me walking out of the house for a couple of days with the little ones, um, so she can have a quiet weekend. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably, two, maybe three years off from really being able to devote time. But, you know, I keep toying with it in terms of just dabbling, you know. So uh, I've got some friends that are getting involved in some things, and I just may go out and, and dip my toe in the waters, um, maybe develop enough of a, an underlying understanding of the way those competitions work uh, to where I can develop some ideas about how I need to develop my own skill sets. And, uh, you know, certainly I don't think I'm in as good a shape as, uh, I need to be. And I am not nearly in as good a shape as I've ever been. So, uh, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> at least six months away from being in, in, uh, fine fit and, and form to, to do something like that. So there you go. Stratus support systems. Let me look that up real quick. You know, I've seen their setup. It's interesting. It's kind of a novel approach. You know, uh, certainly I think that's one of those answers to a question that has not been asked yet. And ultimately, while I think it's interesting, you know, I think you've always got resistance in the, the fields that use firearms, uh, as tools and they push back against the things that aren't familiar. I mean, hell, I mean, how long did it take for, police departments to believe that a semi-automatic pistol was going to be as good as a wheel gun. You know, it was probably what, I don't know, four or five decades. 1911 came out in 1911. And I don't think that you had very many police departments really stand behind them until what, eighties, seventies, eighties. I don't know. But the point is, is it took them a long time to really make headway in something that was battlefield proven. Um, so if you're going to change the sling mechanism to some kind of a new system, I, I don't know how you get past that. So the truth, or we'll see in the future. Um, and I just mixed all these up. Um, what do you think the next big trend in ARs will be from the Matter of Facts podcast? You guys need to, uh, you guys sent you an email. Reply so we can have you guys on the show. Um, Big trend. You know what I think a big trend is going to be? I think it's an industry trend. I think what's going to happen is I think you're going to see a lot of companies get eaten up. They're going to eat them up. They're going to swallow their intellectual property. They're going to either um, take the good stuff and go to market or bury the bad stuff and keep it off the market. And we're going to see fewer and fewer sources of the choices that are available. But I think the choices from those sources are going to become better. Now, with all of that consolidation, I don't think that there is much attention paid to innovation. But I think consolidation is a necessary evil. I think, um, for me, um, the landscape of Nevada quite possibly could change in the next, was it May, six months, five months. Um, I think um, we're going to be fighting for our uh, Second Amendment rights here in Nevada in a way we haven't had to. Um, we've got two... Um, we got a guy running for governor that's like, I'm going to ban bump stocks, and I'm going to ban silencers, and I'm going to ban assault weapons. You know, looking into a camera as he's driving down a Las Vegas strip. Um, last time I checked, distracted driving was actually a crime. Uh, the guy takes credit for bringing the Raiders to 
Nevada, but gave away seven hundred and fifty million in uh, you know money. Um, it's just it, we're going to get the October one shooting used as a very big political tool. And uh, right now we've got a Bundy running for office. We've got a uh, another guy running for office, and we've got who's probably our best shot. Uh, running for office. So there's going to be a kind of a divided vote. And if the vote's divided, we're going to be hosed. So my trends I see are, uh, I'm going to buy another 90 lowers. Um, I'm going to try to sneak three more suppressors through, uh, from silencer co, um, that IWI, like the IWI 12 gauge I'm going to get, um, and work on an SBS, probably a Benelli. So I imagine I'm going to be pretty busy in the back half of the year trying to squeeze some stuff through and also try to get involved uh, with local organizations that are pro-Second Amendment to uh, hopefully stem the tide of uh, what's going on. The thing we have going for us is Nevada um, legalized recreational marijuana last election cycle. So uh, half the voters that came out for that are now stoned out of their mind. <laughs> and, uh, they're not coming out to vote again. And it's a midterm um and hopefully there's a little bit more of an energized conservative base and we can, we can fight off what, what they're trying to, you know, they're, they're running on pure emotion and, and stuff right now. The dude who did the October one shooting is an absolute, you know, nut job and just an evil, demented man. And, um, to blame a firearm for that, you know, there's so many things that failed and all, and all that stuff. And, uh, you see in these other shootings areas where, uh, government institutions have failed or security has failed, uh, to hold up their end of the bargain. And the, the outcome is to attack law abiding citizens and their rights. So, uh, I believe that's the trend for us out here in the West because not only Nevada is facing it on the least end, um, to you guys in California, you guys are fighting the battle all the time and, uh, we have a large listening block out there. Um, you guys in Oregon and Washington, you guys are filling the pinch too. Assault weapon bans are coming down. We talked to several, you know, manufacturers that are based in the Pacific Northwest and they're, you know, they're seeing what's going on in their communities and what's going on. So, uh, it's, uh, the, the left coast is definitely sinking further, further in the pit of, uh, losing our rights. Um, you know, we've, I've mentioned to my wife that if, you know, if Nevada falls that way, you know, Arizona's 40 minutes away. Utah's an hour away. There may be some property bought and figuring out the logistics of, you know, becoming a part-time resident in the state and moving to a different state and still keeping uh, employment. But that's a long ways down. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, talk to David a little bit at NF New Frontier Armory. He's involved in a lot of the stuff. And uh, it's really eye-opening when you hear stories of uh, things that go on and, and how the political game works. So, um, hoping, hoping that uh, we energize a base and it's not like that because I'd, I'd rather be focused on, you know, building a gun instead of securing the, securing the ability for my sons to have, my daughters to have ARs in the future, uh, if they live in Nevada. That was my dissertation. Oh, I see. And I think, <laughs> you missed the call of the question. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's my answer. There you go. All right. What's uh, next? Jim Rawls. Jim's the winner of the uh, SBR we gave away last year, isn't he? Yes, he is. So he doesn't get his question answered. Jim, we're on grace forever with you. you I mean, your next kid's going to be named AR Pod 15 Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Rawls. Uh, anything catch your eye in the suppressor game, especially the multi-caliber? Uh, I didn't really see anything. Did you? No. You know, I don't. I don't know where the suppressor game goes at this point. The the bill stalled. I don't know that we're going to get to the point where you can go to your local Ace Hardware store and buy a can. The 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 paths that have been blazed by the industry trendsetters, um, you know, they, they've already been cut. You know, we know the direction they went. We, we know where they are. I don't know that there are too many unexplored places. I think at this point, it's aesthetics and refinement. And the, the aesthetics are things that you can see on the surface, but refinement is something that's hard to quantify, especially in that space. And so, you know, lighter, quieter, cheaper, you know, pick two. I don't know. I think we'll just have to wait and see what the industry is going to do. And once again, I think that you have a great number of companies out there trying to meet a demand. Um, 
that is partially controlled by people's willingness to submit to a month's long application process. And that certainly got to quash some of the thirst for, you know, people and, and people who want to buy new suppressors. So, you know, I think there may be some consolidation in those spaces. There are a lot of good people in that side of things and there are a lot of good ideas and there's a lot of good companies. Um, but I don't know how they're going to squeeze more out of it until someone makes it easier to get them. I concur. Um, Matthew asked the worst and best product seen uh, in NRA. For me, uh, the best products are going to go to um, – I'm not an M&P shooter, but I thought the slides that uh, Faxon are doing is really cool. Um, Zero Delta and the pistol and stuff is always, always going to catch my, catch my eye. Um, got an update on suppressors from Arrow Precision. Um, nothing really, nothing really else. The, the, the worst for me, uh, the absolute worst for me was seeing like the jewelry and the jerky dealers at the NRA show. Oh, you took my answer. I got nothing. You know, I did like the, um, the 308 that Grey Ghost had. That thing was exceedingly light. I mean, I've got a 308 in my closet that, I mean, it's a beast. I mean, God, it may be 15 pounds. It's probably not, but <laughs> it's heavy as I'll get out. But what they were showing, what they were throwing around was really light. I like that one. Now, uh, I gotta see if, I gotta see if, uh, so Ryan, um, I know you hooked up Chad on the German pasta fetish podcast. And really the only people that listen to that are like Chad's mom. And then like the dude that actually has the pasta, pasta German fetish or German pasta fetish. So we got to talk about some of those lightweight 308 receivers. I think, uh, Ryan, a couple match sets for me and Reed and see what she can do. So this is my public reaching out, uh, to Ryan Cross, who is the designer of the new, uh, AR 15 podcast shirts and patches and, uh, does amazing work with, uh, who's that guy that used to run the network? Um, guy from State Farm? Jared? Uh, Jared. No, that was the dude Subway that's now in bars. Jester? No. Jester. No. That's a um, comedian. Uh, Jake. Jake. It's Jake. Jake. Yeah. That's right. Jake. So he, do, he does work over there with Jake at uh, Patriot Patch Company. But if we're being honest. Ryan <laughs> probably does the heavy work over there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, we're going to get in contact with you on those things. Um, I don't, I don't know if we saw anybody else that really, really jumped out. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about jumped out. Are you ready for the last question? I am. You're holding it in reserve. You said it was going to be special. Uh, yep. Is it's one of those? It, it's one of those. And I think this is. Let me see. Is this? Uh, uh, Jason writes in. Jason wins the question of the day. Reed, this is a, a philosophical question. It's deep. Um, Reed, if iron sights are plastic, are they called plastic sights? No, of course not. That's the only thing you're going to go with? Well, I answered the question, didn't I? I don't see the depth part of this question. I think that was kind of like a no-brainer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you get from a guy who eats Twinkies at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, no, that is completely unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was expecting for a deeper. No, 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 no. I mean, they're backup iron sights. I mean, hell, they were backup iron sights when they were polymer and, you know, Magpul was selling them. In fact, Magpul calls them backup iron sights, even though they were polymer, which is essentially plastic. Well, apparently I outkicked my coverage on that one. I, I think so. I think over, so. I thought that was going to go over a lot better. I am severely disappointed. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, if you want to ask me a deep philosophical question, by all means, go ahead. But, you know, if you want to ask me a semantic question, I can argue that in about three seconds. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm over it. <laughs> like, this is like, this is where the bow needs to be put on the show. It was like, I was waiting, the crescendo was coming, and all of a sudden you learn, like, the kid 
you know, the guys, Bruce Willis is dead and the kid can see him. It's not the yeah, other way around. Yeah, anticlimactic. I get it. Yeah. I understand. It was just wah, wah, wah. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't. When you, you built it up, you built it up with this kind of unrealistic expectation. Like someone's going to ask a magical question that was going to lead into some kind of, you know, industry altering discussion. You know, there'd be some viral dissemination of the podcast. No, you, you asked that. And I mean, that was kind Is of. Is it possible you use small for the future like i mean that's a slim possibility derivative of intergalactic depth of notation of soluble details i mean come on man who speaks like that i know you're the smartest guy in this room right now i speak like that all the time i am like i just want a whataburger with lettuce and cheese and bacon and a coke that's all that's all i want that's that's it i just i just want it simple when you use big words, like I start thinking about the weekend. See, now you're you're just upset because you had envisioned a very large discussion in your mind about backup iron sights that were plastic. See, I I thought it would work, but you know, I will just have to go to my backup and just bust out this that I want to say thank you to the TGC uh, panel for hooking me up with this just killer solar optic. From Hollow Sun, Titan. I mean, look at the ca- even the case is pretty. Man, look at that. Like, man, I don't even know if I want. Maybe I just want to put this up on the shelf with a picture of Reed on top of it and the winning ticket. And just realize that I can bask in the glory of this forever. That's right. It's gonna, because it's gonna be of funny course, if I open this and it's empty. <laughs> you, you, you'd be you'd be really hard pressed to to put that on a rifle and feel comfortable with a piece of Chinese garbage trying to save your life, though, wouldn't you? Dude, you know I'm totally going to have to edit that out, right? (laughs) (laughs) You can bleep it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Guys. (laughs) All right, we can we can do a second take if you'd like. Um, I think the kids are home. All right, well, with that, let's wrap up the show. That sounds good. Uh, you can support it ar-15podcast.com. Sign up for the New Frontier Armory giveaway. Uh, make sure you show New Frontier Armory some love. Uh, go to their website. Um, if you do reach out to order something from them, ask for Frank um, and ask him about his love for offset uh, iron sights, 45 degree on the side of the the uh, AR, um, or ask to talk to McLovin, and uh, they'll they'll get you squared away. Um, yeah, we got Vortex on the horizon. A couple other good shows coming up, and uh, we'll be back with you guys soon. All right, we'll call that a show. And thanks, guys. Thanks for being patient. We appreciate you. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv. 